0: Time for Vikings Country on the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. Vikings Country is presented by Miller Lite, the official beer sponsor of the Minnesota Vikings. It's Miller time. Now, here's your host of Vikings Country, Moss. He steps up. He's going to fire a deep center of the field. Intercepted! It's Andrew Sendejo with a spectacular and the Vikings have turned over New Orleans. Fires over the middle. Intercepted! Right through an interception! Here's Sandejo! Takes the snap, fades it over the middle. Intercepted, Intercepted by Andrew Sandejo! Yes! Andrew Sandejo! Sleazy classic.
1: we're on the radio as far as i can tell we're live on the fan from the wild born hopkins my name is chris hockey i am not mike musman musman called in sick a week ago which i thought was almost scary like psychic that Mus knew he was going to be sick tonight a week ago so here i am filling in for him but that's okay because my bestie kevin mcdermott is my guest tonight hi kevin hi hockey so good to see you it's great to see
2: you bud I'm very happy uh, that you're here. I mean, yeah. I'm, I miss Musk, but we upgraded to the A-Squad. I appreciate I you
1: saying that, and you know that we're going to have a real honest-to-goodness, like Barbara Walters kind of discussion, you and I. And, and when you get Musk, you get kind of fluff. You know, <laughs> he's asking you your favorite beer. He's asking you this, that, and the other. We're going to get down deep into the, uh, the bottom barrel of everything. you got a notebook with questions all ready to go. I have, a, I have an empty notebook. I wanted to look really prepared, but I'm not going to lie. You. There's not anything written on any of these pages, Kevin. But That's okay. We're going to let it flow. That's, I like it. Let me ask you. Let me start here with where we're at. We're at the Wild Boar in Hopkins. Have you been to Hopkins before? As I've been a, to Hopkins.
2: I have not been to the Wild Boar before, and I'm very impressed. Oh, what, yeah. a, what a turnout today.
1: I've, I've spent a lot of time at the Wild Boar in Hopkins. I'll tell you why. My daughter uh, and my son both, there's a beautiful little uh, um, acting school over here, Stages Acting School. Okay. Both my kids went to that. Nice. So while they were in there practicing or doing their thing, I would be over here doing my thing and playing pull tabs. Uh, and I'm really good at pull tabs. I don't know about yourself. Karma's with you, I guess. Yes, it is. Yeah. Have you, are you a, a connoisseur of the pull tab? Not. Okay. Honestly, that, the last bar that I was in with uh,
2: Vikings Country was the first time I'd ever seen pull tabs in my entire life.
1: Is that right? Yeah. It's a Midwestern thing. It's a Midwest thing. How weird is that? Well, I'll teach you I'll I'll, uh, I'll educate you man because during the break we'll go over and get some I know which ones to get and you know you're buying I'm flying. That's How fair. about that? I love it. I love that's a waste of All right, Kevin, listen, we've got a lot to talk about it and we'll be here f- for an hour till 6:45. I'll be here for a little bit longer than that, giving away some prizes and stuff like that. Uh, the street team is here. They've got all kinds of things. They're playing games over here for prizes and such like that. And, and Kevin will be here. I'm sure if you come up and say hi to him, he'll, he'll probably take a picture or high five or something or other. Um, we're going to get the football momentarily, but let me ask you the, the most important question. How's Mama doing?
2: My wife is doing fantastic. Yeah. Uh, she is very ready for the baby to come. Yes. Uh, Campbell is, uh, let's see, 13 days out. Oh, my goodness.
1: So yeah. she looks like she 's going to have a full term then huh
2: yeah wow I mean, it baby could show up at any moment so i 've got uh, Kim Clawitter uh, following me around on the sidelines, uh, you know, hey, just in case she gives you a call you 've got to let me know you
1: got to let me know that 's so cool man i, I, I can 't wait for your life to change and to see how it 's going to work for you, but and I know you 're going to be a great dad, but are you? Well, you know, you're not. I'm just going to tell you. But do you feel like you're prepared? Do you not guys not have everything in order? Not no? At all. We at all. have things in order, but yeah. we're not prepared. Yeah, of
2: course. I uh, went and took a class with my wife, and uh, we have a certificate that says that we're ready to be parents. Sure, right. And that's a bunch of crap. Yep, yeah, right, right. I, I'm not ready for the loss of sleep. I'm not ready for the... Um, crying, yeah. I'm not ready to know what I'm even supposed to do no. with the baby. Yeah. But you know what? We're going to figure it out on the fly.
1: Did you do like a baby diaper changing class? Did you yeah. do that kind of thing? So yeah. you, you kind of figured that out a little bit. Yeah, but there there were no live fire. There was nothing. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You didn't, you didn't have to hold down your gag reflex when you were doing it. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me tell you. I know one thing's for sure. Uh, are you going to be in the room when the baby? Uh, yes. Okay, good idea. That's Hopefully, great. Knock but, on. I mean, yeah. Well, as long as,
2: as long as the baby doesn't show up uh, when we're in Detroit yeah. for the, our next away game. Exactly. So fingers crossed out there.
1: Oh, that's 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 pretty close, man. Yeah. That's gotten real close. twenty yeah. yeah. due date's on the twenty sixth. Well, if you're in the room, it's going to be the most amazing thing you ever saw. Yeah. No doubt about it. And I guarantee you, when they hand you the baby and they say, "Okay, uh, you know, good luck, God bless," you're going to be like, "What? You're letting me take this home?" You had that much trust uh, in me? Exactly. It happened with both my kids both times. The first time, Alex was eight pounds. He looked like a baby. Everything was fine. The second time, Abigail came out. She was four pounds, seven ounces. She was really, really early. And I couldn't believe they were letting me take her home. I, I mean, I, honestly, she, she, there weren't diapers small enough for her. Oh Even gosh. the ones were too, were too big for her. I'm like, well, this, she, this can't work. <laughs> She's, she needs to ripen up a little bit before I take her home. She's not ripe yet. But, yeah, they uh, they need to send a specialist home with you for at least two weeks. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, any of the, the parents coming in for anything? Yeah, so my, uh,
2: it's nice. It's around the holidays. My parents and uh, my wife's parents are both going to be in town for Christmas, and uh, uh, it's the first grandchild for both sets of parents. Oh. So baby's going to be very,
1: very spoiled. Wow. Well, it's nice that, that work is so copacetic yeah, at this point. You know, right. that nothing's changing at we'll work. Everything has been just so all year long. Everything's just been, you know, fly by at night and, and exactly what you expected. So um, I'm going to ask you the questions. And you know what? You go ahead and just say, I, I'd rather not answer that. That's fair. Okay, good. When did you find out that you were going to have a new offensive coordinator this week? Uh, this mor- uh, it been
2: Tuesday morning when I um, woke up. We got back very late from Seattle, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, I drove my mother-in-law to the airport. She had been in town to um, watch my wife uh, make sure, you know, if the baby did show up, uh, there was someone taking care sure. of her. Um, and so, dropped her off at the airport and went home and caught some uh, uh, shut-eye. And when I woke up, found out about it. And, uh, you know, it's always surprising, but, um, you know, we have great trust in Coach Zimmer and all the people who are making those decisions.
1: Sure. You said it right there, but I'll ask you. Was it a surprise? Was it a complete uh, I think, shock?
2: I think it's, a, it's not a... Com- complete shock, I guess, because we are in a business that is so cutthroat. I yeah. mean, you know, there are people who get cut every day and, you know, it's if you've been playing in the league for six years like I have, it never it comes as a shock. But um, I, I think that, you know... it any time that something like this happens that's uh, a big change is always going to turn a few heads. So, sure. Um, but, I, you know, like I said, everyone has complete trust in uh, the people who are uh, making those decisions.
1: And there's nobody better than Kevin Stefanski. Whatever the question is, that's a great dude.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't know until uh, I was reading about him becoming our offensive coordinator that he is the longest tenured uh, Vikings coach at this
1: moment. 13 years. It's amazing. Unbelievable. Through a lot of different, well, a lot, a lot, a lot of different changes. So, I I guess I wouldn't even know, but does the offensive coordinator even come into the specialist room very often? Did you get to know DeFlippo at all? I got to know Flip walking around the facility
2: and, uh, you know, on the sidelines of games. Uh, He was a great guy. But, um, you know, I'm obviously not in offensive meetings and going over game plan, and he's not uh, interacting with us on special teams other than, you know, hey, great punt, great kick, something like that. Sure. uh, You know, he was a great guy, and we wish him nothing but the best. Oh, of
1: course, of course. I'm going to ask you to, to make a supposition. Uh, just from what you, was there a situation, because obviously Flip's a great coach. Obviously Zimmer's a great coach. Was there just a situation, in your opinion, where their two styles didn't match? Uh, could that be it?
2: I'm not educated enough on that yeah, issue right. to know uh, what the, um, I guess, issue was. Sure. But, uh, I think that um, you know, Coach Zimmer just thought it was time to make a change. Yeah. And we all trust him.
1: Of course. And now we're, you know, three games from the end of the season. Everything's right there. I think more than any sport in America in the world, when it comes to the NFL, if you make it into the playoffs, anything's possible. Absolutely. And I talked to Matt Burke today, and you probably know this, but for people listening to Vikings Country out there, again, Kevin McDermott, Chris Hockey filling in from us here at the Wildborn Hopkins. Uh, Matt Burke told me today the year that he won the Super Bowl with uh, Baltimore Ravens, they fired their offensive coordinator in week thirteen. Yep. Got a new off- offensive coordinator, lost horribly the next week to Indianapolis, and then went on the run to the Super Bowl from there. Exactly. That's pretty incredible. I mean, you're asking for history to repeat itself twice, but I guess the point is it's certainly not impossible. Oh, Of course. Like uh, like you said, once you're in the dance, anything can happen. Yeah. So our
2: focus is obviously not on the playoffs now. We're taking it week by week and focusing on Miami uh, for this Sunday. But, um, you make a great point that uh if we get in there's it's anybody's game
1: yeah um playing in seattle has got to be crazy because i was on that trip with you guys as well um starting a football game at five in the afternoon just feels weird anyway uh, that's the loudest stadium i've ever been in in my life i've been in most of the stadiums now there's no roof but the way those things overhang man that's ridiculous are you just looking through your legs, looking at um at the, there's a, somebody who gives you a key on when to snap, right? I still got to be unbelievable to try to to keep your wits about you when it's that loud in there. Yeah, I
2: I would have appreciated a dome because it's uh you know the weather wouldn't have been a factor for the kicker and the putter. However, right. I would not want to see that crowd in an enclosed stadium. I can't imagine. Uh, so I my rookie year I played for the San Francisco 49ers and we played in the NFC Championship game in Seattle. And that is the loudest I've ever heard of stadium. And this game last Monday was second by just a little. I mean, it, was, it felt like a playoff game atmosphere. Yeah. And it's, it's quite a crowd. So, you know, luckily on punt, you know, they've already, uh, the defense has already stopped the offense, and we are about to punt the ball back to them. So the crowd is not as... Uh, aggressive as sure. they are on, you know, a third down and long when they're going to be rushing the passer, but uh, yeah, we definitely have to go on silent counts and, and do more, you know, hand signals than we would playing in other stadiums.
1: Yeah, uh, Kevin McDermott, Chris Hockey again. The Wildborn Hopkins, we're going to be here. He's going to be here with me till six forty-five. Uh, then on the fan here, I believe we go to hockey. Is that right? Is there a wild game tonight? I think that's true. I, I know a lot about sports, Kevin. You'll figure that out as we get going here. And then, uh, um, but I'll be here like doing trivia and handing out prizes and stuff like that. So if you if you're in the air and you want to swing by the Wild Boar, swing on by, especially uh, while Kevin's still here. All right, I'm going to ask you the question that I know another question that I know you don't have an answer to. But as I'm up in the booth and I saw them throw the flag after the blocked field goal, I said to myself, "Well, that's an illegal move." And then they pick up the flag. And then they, we asked Coach Zimmer in the locker room on the fan right after the game, what did the referee say to you about that? And he said, referee didn't say a word to me about that. As far as I know, as of right now, they still haven't gotten an answer about why they picked up the flag. Am I wrong about that? Have you gotten an answer? I personally have not gotten an answer. Maybe our coaching staff has. Um, but uh, I know
2: that we snapped the ball. Uh, it's good snap, good hold, good kick. yeah, And um, they are allowed to jump over the op- our offensive line. But they are not allowed to use their players or our players to help them jump over and gain leverage. And um, when uh, Wagner did jump over, he had both of his hands on his offensive or defensive lineman's backs. Yeah. And uh, so when the kick was blocked, I looked behind and I saw a flag on the field. I thought, okay, great. Either they leveraged or we've got uh, an offsides call. Sure. And so we'll get to try it again, or we get a first down. And that's a game-changer. Oh, my goodness. So uh, for them to not only throw the flag and then pick it up, it, it's just uh, it's very frustrating because that's um, a call that should have been made, but also you know, that, that changes outcomes.
1: No doubt about it. I mean, we'd had the ball first and 10 at the 15, I think, exactly. or something of that nature. And, of course, there's a million reasons we didn't win that game. That's just one of them. But, man, that really sucks. And it wouldn't even have sucked as much if they hadn't thrown the flag and then picked it back up. Yeah. It's one thing if they,
2: if they don't see it. It just, like, is outside of their field division. And right. They get away with one. But to have a flag thrown and then to have it picked up because they don't think that anything did happen. Yeah.
1: That, that was frustrating. That's pretty frustrating. I think we got to go to a break, I'm going to guess. You, do you have any idea back there at the shop? I think I think we need to go to a break because, like I said, we got a wild game a little bit later on. and yep. We want to make sure we're there for the drop of the puck. You're a hockey fan. I am. We won't say which team you're a hockey fan of. The National Predators. See? You just, I just said we won't say it, and that's the first you thing you don't say it, but Well, I do. Listen, I understand Nashville's a great city, and that's your home, and I get it, but can't you just pretend to be a Wild fan <laughs> when we're leading up to the pregame Let's of a Wild hockey. game tonight? There, okay, we'll take that as well. So we will take a short break. And then we'll come right back. Again, if you're wondering where we're at, we're at the Wild Boar. We're in Hopkins. That's Kevin McDermott, long snapper of the Minnesota Vikings. My name is Chris Hockey, in for us, because he knew he was going to be sick a week ago. I still don't get that. I'm going to have to discuss this, that he called in sick a week early. But I'm glad to be here. We'll have prizes. The Vikings street team is here. And we'll be on the air here on the fan until 645. Stick around. It's Vikings country on the fan. First and 10 for Seattle at the Vikings 39, trailing 9-0, and the snap goes over the head of Russell Wilson, goes back to get it at his
0: 45, picks it up, rolls right, throws over the middle, caught by Lockett at the 30, Lockett gets a block at the 20, down the left sideline to the 10, and he's caught from behind by Robinson at the 4-yard line. A broken play turns into a giant play, 34 yards, and it's first and goal, Seattle. Rolls right, throws right, Adrian Peterson out of the backfield, again with a catch at the 30, fumble the football, the ball loose at the 40-yard line, fighting for extra yardage, Seattle says they have it, and they do. Blair Walsh, from 27 yards left hash, snap good, spot down, Walsh's kick is up, and it is, get in there, come on, yes, he made it. So baby,
1: Welcome back to Vikings Country. The Wild Boar in Hopkins. And the Vikings Street Team is here. They got prizes. And, of course, the Wild Boar with good food and great drinks. And Kevin McDermott is my guest. My name is Chris Hawk. I'm in for Mus. Mus is not here. He called in sick a week early uh, because he's a super pro at that kind of thing. We're going to play some pull tabs. As Sarah Jane has made her way up to the pull tab bar, we're going to have you... uh, well, we're going to start your, your, uh, your gambling problem early tonight, Kevin. <laughs> I can't believe you you grew up in Tennessee and have never seen a pull tab never before. Never seen a pull tab. Wow. Well, the electronic pull tab did a really good job getting that giant stadium built over there. Good point. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, they say gambling can be bad for families. It can be really good for football teams. That's exactly right. Absolutely right. You've got a hell of a stadium. i am tell you what, we got a great stadium. And, and how great, you know, again, talking to Matt Burke today, I, I, I thought about it. It's been a long time since we played a new game at home. Not a nude game. A noon game at home is what I was trying to say just now.
2: Four primetime games in a row.
1: Yeah. We had uh,
2: Saints? Yep. Packers? Yep. Or no? no. Who was before the Saints? Who was before the Packers? Bears? Yeah. Bears. Bears Sunday night. Yeah. Packers Sunday night. Yep. Uh, Patriots. Fox NFL game of the week. Yep. Patriots. Patriots.
1: And then uh, Monday Night Football. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's a lot. So I, I was talking to Remmers about this last week as well, and I asked him, how does it change your day prep? And he said, it just throws it all off. I mean, to, to, to be playing at night as opposed to be getting up in the morning going to play football, you just sit around and wait all day, huh? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Well, because you don't want to be up and active doing things. You're resting, right. waiting for the game, staying focused. Yeah. So, you know, if it's a 7 o'clock kickoff, you wake up, you go get breakfast. You go sit in your room. You go get lunch. You sit in your room. Right. You have a pregame meal, and you go play football. Yeah,
1: that's it. Yeah, and sheesh, you just wait all day. You guys did go out to Seattle a day early. Yes. And I'm guessing that's just to make sure you're acclimated. And, and But you guys even practiced at a, at a university on Sunday or something like so that? So we went
2: to the University of Washington okay. on uh, Sunday and did our normal walkthrough. So mm-hmm. we practiced on Saturday what would have normally been our Friday schedule. Sure, And then hopped on a plane and... Uh, Flew out to the west coast And uh, coach normally does that When we have a two time zone change So like we went out a day early Before the Rams game uh, This Thursday night And uh, we'll do the uh, same thing If we're ever you know, going a, a greater distance, right?
1: Right. That, that helps. You think that's a good move? I think
2: so. I mean, it's uh, it's a little more time to acclimate to the to the time zone, and then uh,
1: especially when we're playing a night game on the West Coast, it's yeah. important to do. Yeah, that. those are a couple of tough teams you're playing too. So anything that could could help when you when you get out there, that's for sure. Um, anybody come up from back home to see you in Seattle at all? Or yeah, so my wife is from Oregon, so her oh, uh, right. uncle and uh,
2: cousin and uh, my father-in-law were there at the game, which was really good to see them. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, my parents didn't make it for Nashville. They went up to Buffalo. Flow to see my brother play uh they were uh Um, going to see him because he was active. So he got to play in the game on Sunday. Oh,
1: good for him. How's the season been for him? You know, it's
2: been up and down uh, for for their team and for him. You know, He's been on the active roster the entire year, but he's only dressed for, I think, two or three games. Uh, And that's just because he's a reserve tackle and he's
1: still young. So uh, he's hoping to get more playing time as the year goes on. Yeah, let's talk a a little bit before we get into my good questions for you about you growing up and about you and your brother and your family, as a matter of fact. And I'll ask you some questions I know the answer to, but there's a lot of people out there who have never heard you before. So let's talk about this. First of all, you grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. Uh, Were you born there or did you just grow up there? Born and raised. No kidding. Uh, Why were you guys in Nashville, Tennessee? So my mom uh, got a job working for a local
2: news station uh, in Nashville, uh, WKRN Channel 2 News. Okay. It's the ABC affiliate there, and uh, my dad could transfer with the company that he was working for, and they moved there and ended up staying and still live there to this day.
1: Is she still in news?
2: Uh, She's retired now, but um, she did work uh, for uh, local news stations for her entire career.
1: Award-winning career. Well, yeah, I guess you could say so. She's pretty great. Yeah, she's pretty great. Mom and Dad uh, are both still with us. Yes. And both still healthy. Yes. And I say that because I always forget that people aren't as old as I am. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, um, so they're retired, though. They're enjoying life. Are they traveling around a lot of the games and uh, stuff like that?
2: You know, they, they're, they're traveling around a lot to see Connor and I. Yeah. And they'll go up to Buffalo or to a couple of away games if they like the destination city. Sure. Um, and uh, my dad's a big uh, motorcycle rider, and mm. uh, they're from South Dakota, so he just, you know, Hops on his bike and goes out to Sturgis or goes to the Black Hills or just rides. He's got a big map of the state and just highlights the roads he's been
1: on. That's the best ever. South Dakota is my – that that's my field of dreams. That's where – I'm serious. I'm going to retire in, in the Black Hills. I love it. It's amazing. We go out there for Sturgis and play as a band. Yep. And then we go out there in the wintertime with the snowcross to Deadwood, and we have a snowcross race out there, too. It is so, so much fun. I love it, it both seasons. It's yeah. the best place. It's the most beautiful. It's the most underappreciated uh, part of the country, in my oh, yeah. opinion. Um, what's he ride? you know? Uh, he rides a BMW. Um, uh,
2: it's a big touring bike. It's not a, It's not a big touring bike. It's more like a... Uh, um, it almost looks like a dirt bike.
1: Yeah, it, the one the kind that Ewan McGregor rode across. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay, exactly. gotcha. Yeah. It's,
2: uh, it's definitely a touring bike, but it's not a huge, bulky, wide bike. Yeah, right. So it's comfortable for him to ride, and uh, uh, he keeps it up in my uncle's place in South Dakota and just
1: flies up and hops on and huh. starts to ride across the state. You a motorcycle guy yourself? I'm not. Yeah, no. especially actually, now. Yeah. Right, you wait till your career's over. Yeah. So my, my mom actually, my dad
2: had a motorcycle when we were growing up, and my mom said, hey, you need to sell that. Mm. And then once my brother and I were out of
1: the house, he got another one. Uh, but uh, I'm not picking up that habit anytime soon. Yeah, right. Kevin McDermott again, Chris Hockey. It's uh, uh, Vikings country at the Wildborn Hopkins. We're going to know him a little bit better. And swing on by, we'll be here. He'll be here until 645. I'll be here until, I, I don't know, maybe midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. May I, I just might go straight to the station from there. Haven't decided yet. <laughs> um, but uh, so how many siblings? Just daughter. Just you two? Yeah. Uh, how much younger? Three years. Three years. Uh, have you? Were you uh, always better at everything or was he not, not at all? Not even really. No. No kidding.
2: Yeah, that kid was really good at anything he tried. Really? He'd go to one swim practice a year and then win the city meet and, you know, pick up golf, drive it 300 yards. He's uh, he's a true athlete. That's yeah.
1: aggravating. It is.
2: It's really <laughs> aggravating. I bet it is. I've right. dunked once in my life. He did it like five times a game.
1: Right. So, were you a good high school athlete?
2: I was a an average high school athlete who found niches that I could be very good at. Yeah. Like long snapper. Like
1: long snapping, Right, right. But that's pretty smart, man. That's a good thing, yeah. right? Um, you were a long snapper in high school even? I, I was a long snapper for my high school team. It wasn't my only thing. I played sure. defensive end and tight end. Uh, you know, I
2: played basketball. I was the three-point shooter and rebounder. Yeah. Uh, I ran track and threw discus not very well. Yeah. Uh, I went to a smaller school, and we needed uh, bodies for sure. teams to field them. So uh, I, I was
1: uh, partaking in a lot of different activities. Yeah.
2: What about you? What did you play in high school? Uh,
1: I, was a, I was a football player, and, and uh, I played. I was, you think you went to a small school. I, the second, uh, no, actually the third largest ever graduating class in my school was mine, and there was 69 kids total. And uh, so you, I, I get where you come from. The one year uh, that I, I wrestled two years in a row, and I had two reasons to join the wrestling team. Number one, because the great movie Vision Quest got me all fired up. Great. Right. But the other is because they didn't have anybody in the 167 class, and that's what they needed. So that's what I, I all right, I'll, I'll dress terrible. He's the worst wrestler ever. But football was my sport, and, and I, I loved it. Those were my best friends. Those were the, the best days of my young life. I miss those guys, even though I see them from time to time. You know, the kids that I grew up with don't exist anymore, but they'll always be yeah. 16 years old in my head, you know. But I played linebacker and fullback. So you told me that you found video of you playing. In I high did. School. Man. I
2: really want to see this. I got to tell
1: you, it's grainy because it's VCR tape, and uh, I sat and watched it. And more than, than being able to see it, you can hear the announcer say, "You know, hockey on the tackle." I'm like, "Hey, I made a tackle." My wife will watch it with me, but I got my daughter talking. I had to give her twenty dollars, but she watched it with me. <laughs> it was awesome. But yeah, we'll sit down one of these days, and and when um, we have nothing to do. And we'll just watch me play football and make fun of me. Okay, that's fair. We'll do like a Gruden's QB camp. That would be awesome. Yeah,
2: you'll sit in on one side of the table and I'll be on the other with like a laser pointer. I think and like that would be great. You, see, you yeah. see what
1: you did wrong Yeah, here? stop, rewind, stop, rewind. <laughs> but no, so um, so uh, did you guys do well? Like, Did you win any state championships, anything like that? Also, very
2: frustrating. I went to state semis for basketball and football my senior year. Okay. And then I graduated and my brother won three straight in both sports. He won three
1: state, three straight in both exactly. basketball
2: and football, three years in a row. So his sophomore, junior, and senior year, he won football and basketball every year. Unbelievable! Yeah, and then and then I went to UCLA. Yeah, and we were uh, four and eight, seven and six, four and eight, and then four and eight, and then he came and followed me to UCLA, and we won ten games.
1: <laughs> That's the little brother kind of thing to That's do. Exactly it really right. is. I'm yeah. a little brother too, man. I know. It just works out for a guy. I, I know. For some, you guys you guys plowed the way for us, though. Yeah, okay. Without you guys pushing the snow out of the way, we would be able to run our full speed. Yeah, he,
2: he's, he's running full speed behind me with a lot of rings. I on understand.
1: Ring. How, how big is he? How 6'8", a- 310. 6'8", 310. How big are you? I'm 6'5", 240. You couldn't get to three ten if you tried. No way. No. Well, if I if I did try, my wife would. Oh yeah, yeah. Stop. Well, you know what? I'm I'm underestimating you. Get this guy some potato skins <laughs> or something over here. We're trying to get him to three ten. The, the, the biggest Coach long is not. Gonna yeah, he's hear not going to want to hear that. Absolutely. So um, so he's he's the athlete though. He's doing great. You guys are. You. Uh, what made you decide to go from Nashville? To California to go to college, so I was looking at colleges that
2: I wanted to go, not just for sport, but you know that was a good education, and so uh, and and that had a atmosphere I liked. So there were a lot of schools that I was applying to, and I was walking on wherever I was going to go. Sure. So uh, I had to get into school on my own, and a lot of the places I'd either get waitlisted at or you know denied. And uh, UCLA was uh, a school that I a got into, which is important. B they wanted me on the team, and how could I turn down the California weather.
1: Tell me where that city, that school is located in LA proper. Uh, okay, that's what it's, I thought. It's yeah, yeah. So,
2: USC fans are they are diehard about their team. Sure, the saying goes, "You're a Bruin for four years and a Trojan for life." Okay, um, but they are not in the best place in Los Angeles. Okay, UCLA is surrounded by Bel Air, Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, and. The ocean. That's pretty good That's a good We'll a, take that It's a good surrounding area Because USC
1: is not Surrounded by that It's not surrounded by that No That's okay though Absolutely And hey they love it, you know. it That's fine absolutely So it must have been The greatest thing ever To be a young single guy Playing for UCLA In California I met my wife It yeah. couldn't have gotten any better That's exactly right. how, how early in in college Did you meet your wife Freshman year Oh my goodness Yeah and you were together, and you've been together that yeah. whole time? Good for you, man. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. It is. Where's she from? She's from Oregon, you She's said. from Southern Oregon. So you never would have met right. her without making those decisions. No. Isn't it funny how the wind blows? Absolutely. I mean, it's amazing, right? you got a little baby on the way because of that. It's unreal. That's the greatest ever, man. Very cool. So you get to UCLA. Is there ever, of course, once you met your girl, you love it. Is do you have those freshman afterthoughts, those freshman moments where you're like, what am I thinking, what am I doing, I'm too far away from home, I shouldn't have done this?
2: No, I... Uh, Always traveled a lot with my parents growing up, uh, either to South Dakota to see family or, you know, like going with my mom on work trips when she'd go for, you know, a news event or something. And so um, going outside of my comfort zone wasn't always uh, a problem, but Mm -hmm. it definitely was a culture shock when I got out there. L.A. could not be more different than the South.
1: Yeah. You can't get anywhere, anywhere anytime fast. And, by the way, nobody wants to get anywhere anywhere fast. Yeah. Everybody's pretty laid back. Yeah. I lived there for one calendar year almost exactly. When I, when I was 20 years old, it's the, it's the weirdest place on the planet. There's no place like it. But it's a fun place to be when you're young. It is. There's no doubt it was, about it. it. It was a
2: great place to go to college. I wouldn't live there, you know. No way. Now. Not even close.
1: Right. Who was your coach?
2: Rick Neuheisel. So it was Neuheisel. Four years. Yeah. And
1: then uh, uh, one year of Jim Mora. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Tell me about Rick Neuheisel. What kind of guys he
2: great guy uh you know he's very positive and uh i mean i wouldn't have been at ucla without him he saw something in me and uh also my brother and brought both of us out there so uh forever grateful to him for that but um you know we just unfortunately didn't have a ton of results on the field but i mean we went to one bowl game with him there sure and so that was that was tough so you go new heisel to harbaugh to zimmer right so new heisel to Harbaugh in San Francisco to Harbaugh in Baltimore. That's right. You were in Baltimore. That's right. And then I uh, Zimmer uh, here in Minnesota.
1: Is there one thing that all four of those big-time coaches have in common that comes to your brain right away? They're highly competitive. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, eat, there's eat, more. Yeah, yeah there's that's more. That's the first but, thing. But that's the
2: first thing that I think of is um, all of those people eat, breathe, sleep football. That is their sole focus, and uh, their, their mission is just to do whatever it takes to win football games.
1: See, I would guess that Jim and Coach Zimmer were the most like that. Am I right?
2: I would say that both of those two people are like that at all times. Okay. Um, John uh, in Baltimore is a fantastic coach who is extremely competitive just as much as his brother Jim. But uh, he has a calmer sense about him, okay. and, and uh, not as intense at twenty-four-seven.
1: Gotcha, right. And Rick Neuheisel pretty laid-back too. Rick Neuheisel
2: is very laid-back. He's an unbelievable guy, and definitely very competitive. But he's a California California know, guy. California guy. He uh, lives in Manhattan. Lived in Manhattan Beach. I'm not sure if he still lives there. But, right. Uh, you know, went to UCLA, played quarterback as a walk-on, and won the Rose Bowl. So he's. Uh, he's definitely a laid back california guy.
1: Yeah, he had there's yeah, he's had some success and, and again, he uh, probably will have more success I'm sure in the future all those guys. Um, and again, you've been with Zimmer for quite some time. How uh, involved is he in what you guys do, if at all? Does he Eli Prefer completely run you guys, or does he talk to you very much? Does he come into your meeting rooms at all?
2: Well, I think just like the offense or, you know, the defense that he obviously is running, um, he has oversight over what we're doing, you know, is is involved in the uh, calling of plays okay. uh, and uh, what we're preparing, but, you know, on a... Um, Play to play basis, you know, Coach Briefer is not handing, you know, telling him to, you know, hey, sure. here's what we're going to do. Are you okay with this? So, right. Um, I think that uh, he trusts his coaches to um, coach their guys, and, um, you know, we trust Coach to lead us
1: uh i'm skipping around a lot of my apologies but i just let my brain follow wherever it's going to go you're kevin mcdermott thank you man kevin mcdermott chris hockey at the uh, Wildborn wild born hopkins for vikings country i'm in from us. we'll be here till 6:45. we got a hockey game on the fan and i'll be here longer than that just kind of doing fun things so stick around or come on by if you're in the hopkins neighborhood when you even when you were a senior in college at, at ucla did you think playing in the nfl was an option I thought it was an option. I had no idea if it would ever work out. Right. Because uh, long snapping is
2: not a... Uh, position where you're getting a ton of feedback from coaches or scouts not in any any mock drafts for sure. Yeah. So uh, I knew from the people who were my coaches at UCLA and from people that I knew in the special teams world that my body type and my ability was on par with what it would take to play in the NFL, but you never know how that'll stack up or even if you'll be given an opportunity because there are lots of guys out there that have to you know scratch and claw for years before they even get a look sure and so uh, What really helped me is that Jeff Locke who was a draft pick here sure. uh, was my uh, college roommate for five years And uh, my best friend so whenever coaches would come to work him out. I got to snap to him Wow, and so actually the first time that I met coach prefer was when he was out uh, in LA to work out Jeff
1: No and, kidding
2: uh, so you know that opened a lot of doors for me. I got in front of some coaches, and they were impressed with what they saw, I guess. And uh, so, after the draft
1: ended, after my senior year, I was uh, had a few offers and decided to sign with the 49ers. Wow, well, incredible! We'll uh, we'll talk more about that line of thinking about what was going to be Plan B and what still is Plan B. I mean, obviously, you're going to have a 20 year career, but what are you going to do in year 21, right? So, we'll we'll talk about that when we come back. That's Kevin McDermott. My name is Chris Hockey. It's the uh, Wild Boar in Hopkins where we're at. It's Vikings Country, I'm in for us. The street team is here. They're, they've got prizes, and there's a, a, a great bunch of food in here. They'll make you whatever you want to drink, whatever you want to eat. So you might as well swing on by, Vikings fans. Again, we'll be here until 6.45 on the air, and then after that till about 8.30 as well. This is Vikings Country on the fan.
0: Shoot Blair Walsh from 27 yards left hash. Snap good, spot down. Walsh's kick is up, and it is no good. He missed it. Are you kidding me? The season can't end like that. He missed it left. And the Seattle Seahawks are off to Charlotte. Blair Walsh missed a 27-yard field goal, and the Minnesota Vikings are going to lose 10-9. Bailey's right-footed kick with potential, and it's no good. Snap, spot, Bailey's kick, creeping up, and no good. He missed it right. Bailey's 0-2. Make it burn!
1: Don't you know, Kevin McDermott, that Zach Halverson is responsible for the highlights? Zach Halverson and I have an issue. You have an issue. Those were nothing but missed kicks and bad memories right there that he played coming back to Vikings country right there. Let's focus on the pull tabs. Okay? And, and we're going to do that in every one of those snaps, <laughs> by the way. Perfect. I heard him say PA said perfect snap. Again, it's Vikings country, the wild boar in Hopkins. Uh, my name is Krasaki, and from us, that's Kevin McDermott right here, and he's uh, we're, we're here until 645 on the radio, and then after that we're going to stick around for a while. He's going to do his first pull tab ever right now, live on the radio. Here he goes. This is fantastic. This radio. is the big money ones, too, by the way. We don't mess around up in this joint okay you got to tell me if i win okay it'll tell you if you win, and you'll know because i'll scream and jump up and down that my friend is a loser a loser did you win one of these no no now sarah pulled the first one and and it was a loser as well oh, 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 oh look what you just did i have no idea what i just did you just won five dollars five dollars five dollar winner winner baby's going to college Everything is good. We're starting the first That's exactly right. So as you continue with your pull tabs and, and make us big money tonight, uh, what was and what is plan B? What are you going to do with the rest of your life after football's over? Plan B is uncertain. Yeah. I'd like to do something on the business side of football. Okay.
2: Um, not uh, uh, sure about coaching or doing front office work, sure. but um, the NFL is a very interesting uh, Business yeah. and uh, I got my I got my MBA this off season and was able to uh, uh, learn a lot of new skills and it'd be really interesting to use that um, uh, that degree in some way.
1: Yeah, that's interesting that you say not coaching and maybe not even front office, but something to do with football. Uh, There's so many different things that can be done too, and this sport's not going anywhere. Obviously, that's exactly right. Um, do you love football? I do.
2: I do really really do love football? Good. Growing, growing up, me, growing up, I. Um, I loved basketball Because that's what my dad played sure. My dad played basketball at South Dakota State And um, you know, just he never played football His entire life sure. And then when I was in high school And I uh, started to play football Religiously as it is in the South People take it very sure. seriously yeah. uh, I really learned to love it And uh, it's amazing that I've gotten to
1: turn a childhood passion into my profession. It's amazing that both you and your brother have gotten to do that. Yeah. That's incredible. It really is. Two sons and both of them in the NFL. Yeah. And with a dad who never played football. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, exactly. It didn't like, run in the family. I mean, you both, that, that's, that's really something. Growing up in Nashville... I would. It, people would just assume that music was a huge part of your life. Was music a huge part of your life? It was in that my parents made me take music lessons. Okay.
2: Yeah. That, that's I it, mean, though. No, I, I, I'm not musically talented. Sure. Okay. Uh, I can pick up an instrument if someone's going to teach me how to do it, but uh, I played the piano and the tuba growing up. Mm. Uh, piano was something that my parents made me learn. Uh, right. And then... Um, that kind of fell by the wayside as sports picked up. And then when I was in middle school and high school, uh, le- playing an instrument was a required curriculum at my high school. And uh, I was the kid who was big enough to hold the tuba.
1: Sure. So you played the tuba. There we go. How much could you play the tuba right now uh, I pulled one out of ooh. the closet? I could play you some uh, Christmas tunes. That's about yeah, it. That's all I want to hear, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you. It's almost Christmas. That's all I want to hear. You mentioned in passing once on the Power Trip Morning Show, that uh, Tim McGraw used to run the chain game yeah. for your high school football team did his did his daughter go to school there did so my my high school had a detached middle school and elementary school okay. and yeah. his
2: daughter's went to the lower school Gotcha uh, when i was in high school and he had a nephew who was on my football team okay. who now is uh, uh, on tour with him every you know year when they go out and uh um, so he was very into our high school football, and he, it's funny. I'll see him on like a Jimmy Kimmel show, and he's wearing our high school hat. How it's, cool it's is It's so surreal. That's really I mean. uh, Yeah, they would make sure to put. Tim McGraw and his chain crew on the opposing sideline, and uh, the opposing team would be more interested in getting his autograph than worrying about the game. It was a good
1: strategy. Especially if Faith was out there on the the chain
2: gang as well. One of the most real moments of my life is walking into a, a high school basketball gym for a game and Faith Hill saying, Good luck, Kevin. And I almost passed out that... They told me what my name was. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, it was. It was a good day.
1: Wow, that's pretty sweet. It was a really good day. You know, Nashville is one of those cities, even more so I think than L. A. Because L. A. is so big that you can just be standing in line for coffee and Travis Tritt's standing behind you. Oh yeah, did that happen a lot? Uh, yeah, it really does. Yeah, it's, it, it's the famous
2: people that you see that are associated with the with the music business. But then the other cool thing is going to a bar or a place where you know there's going to be really good music and you don't know the act on stage but the person is playing a song, and you think it's a cover, but in reality, they wrote that they song. They wrote that song. Like, in Nashville, there are so many songwriters that you're you're listening to someone play music, and it's not the person who's famous for singing it, but they're the person who wrote it.
1: Yeah. Isn't that the best? It's really cool. All right, that was a short segment, because I went too long in the last segment. We'll break. We'll come back with one more segment of Vikings Country from the Wild Born Hopkins with my man Kevin McDermott. Long snapper, Minnesota Vikings. Swing on by. Just because the show ends at 645 doesn't mean the fun ends at 645. We'll be here till 830 tonight. And Hopkins will stop on by to Vikings country at the Wildborn Hopkins on the fan.
0: He steps up. He's going to fire a deep center of the field. Intercepted. It's Andrew Sudejo. And the Vikings have turned over New Orleans. Fires over the middle. Intercepted! Right through an interception. Pearson Sandejo! Takes the snap. Fades it over the middle. Intercepted! Intercepted by Andrew Sandejo! Yes! Andrew Sandejo! In the Vikings country...
1: From the Wildborn Hopkins, Chris Hockey, Kevin McDermott, I'm um, us, for Vikings Country presented by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Minnesota Vikings. It is Miller time. And ladies and gentlemen, I need to make sure I get this in as well. Vikings Rewards is an opportunity to thank fans for their unending loyalty. Go to vikings.com slash rewards to sign up and enter the promo code VC1213Dolphins. VC 1213 Dolphins and receive 200 points towards Vikings prizes and experiences for listening to tonight's show. Uh, thank you very much for doing that. So we got about, I don't know, looks like about five minutes or so. We're going to go into our good questions segment. Okay. okay. Tell me one thing about one of your favorite grandparents that changed you. My
2: grandmother and grandfather on my dad's side owned and operated a weekly paper in Highmore, South Dakota for 20 or 30 years. Wow.
1: And uh, so, yeah, that that teaches you a lot about hard work. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, that paper probably doesn't exist anymore, does it? Uh, I think it exists, but not in the form that it once did. Wow. Did you ever deliver that paper? I definitely did not deliver that paper. never did? Wow, man. That's great. You know, I can see you being a news guy. I can. I can see. I know you got a business. You got to, you know, I got that. I know what What my, your...
2: my first job was cold calling police stations oh. at uh, a local news station uh, back in Nashville. That was wow. my first gig when I was like 14.
1: Can I ask you? Uh, I'm going to take a giant left turn, but I just thought about this. And I, this is kind of a downer, and I apologize. Yeah. I'm listening to a podcast right now about Steve McNair. Yeah, I listened to it and stopped. Yeah. Dude. It's sad. That's really, really sad. Now, where does that sit in your lifetime?
2: So, Stephen Nair was the quarterback of the Titans when they came to Nashville. Right. Their first season would have been when I was six. Okay. And uh, when I was nine years old, they made it to the Super Bowl. And my dad and I and my mom and brother, we got in the car and drove to Atlanta and scalped tickets and saw the Rams-Titans Super Bowl from the... Second to last row of the Georgia Dome. Wow! And uh, so the Titans were. It was a big deal in Nashville when we were growing up. But yeah, um, yeah, when he passed away, it was a a huge shock to the city.
1: And it's you know I've listened to every segment of every minute of the podcast now. I think there's probably one more um, uh, episode. uh, There's no knowing what really happened. I think
2: there's no. That's kind of why I stopped listening. It's like I I I don't think this is going to solve anything. Right.
1: Uh, We've talked about this on the morning show, uh, but uh, for people who, are, uh, for some reason, don't listen to the Power Tune Morning Show, I can't I mean, imagine what's why. What's with you? Right. What's the, What's your favorite city you've ever traveled to? Anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. Because you're a traveling man. It would probably be
2: Queenstown, New Zealand.
1: Wow. Yeah, I've heard. My so wife and I went on really our honeymoon there, and it
2: was a really great time.
1: Yeah, I've heard great, great things about New Zealand. What's your least favorite city to travel to?
2: Uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. I knew it.
1: Yes, boom. I knew that had to be it. Yeah, I, I, I feel you. It's fun to play there, right? It's great. Great yeah, atmosphere. How's your finger, by the way? It's great. You know, I, I uh, it's growing back. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it's growing back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah nobody's the body is an amazing thing. It really is. And our doctors well, did yours a hell of a job. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> our doctors
2: and training staff did an unbelievable
1: job incredible we've run that story into the ground but i still can't believe it man i'll i'll never forget the way that thing looked i'll i'll never forget i'm i'm grossed out right now thinking <laughs> about it i want people are eating so i won't go too deeply into it um let's see what's your favorite workout uh, do you have one you know probably speed golfing mm-hmm. Speed golfing. Yeah. You want a great workout, yeah. go golf, and yeah. sprint between every shot. Wow. What if, What if the ball only goes like 15 yards? Then you're running <laughs> not very far. <laughs> Lots of stops and starts. That's fun. Do, uh, do you lift weights a lot? Uh, you know, with the team, yes, and yeah, then the I'm offseason, saying. it definitely picks yeah, up. Yeah, right. Um, but, uh, are you concerned about getting too bulked up because mm, of I what don't, you do? No. I, no?
2: I mean... There are some guys that have to worry about that, but I mean, look at me. I'm not like well, uh, busting out of my shirt. Look right at now. you.
1: Look at you. You're cut from stone, mister. Dalvin Cook yesterday. I'm interviewing him for the pre-se- pre- yeah. pregame. I can barely concentrate. His arms. He, he, he had just got done lifting, right? And we talked about it on the morning show this morning, but I'm like, look at this guy. That's. I mean, I guess physically in some universe it's possible for me to look like that. There are a lot of guys in the team who are like that, where you just do, you know, like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe how athletic you are. Yeah, right, right. Uh, um, Describe to me your childhood home. It was a uh, one story on one acre
2: and was everything you could hope for. Yeah, right. It was uh, great. Backyard, big, little, big backyard that uh, had a branch that my brother and I used as an upright when we played football
1: games. No kidding! Yeah. How cool is that? Great, very cool. Listen, you're going to get that house for your baby. It's going to be the best ever. You're going to have more babies, and she's going to be interviewed for some reason on some radio show, hopefully by a better radio person about and tell that story about your childhood home as well. Well, I love mus, but it's always great to see you. You're I'm my man. so happy to see you. So, thank you very much. Give mom a hug for me. I will. Good luck, buddy. Thank, thank you, man. Good luck this weekend as well. Appreciate there is it. a football game on Sunday. I Go forgot Vikings. all about that. Go Vikings. That's all right. Good luck. Hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Vikings Country. And thank you, Musk, for giving me an opportunity to do this. Thank you to uh, to Miller. And, and thank you as, as well uh, for everybody who's going to stick around here at the Wild Born Hopkins and watch the festivities. My name is Chris Hockey. Thank you, Zach Cobrams. This has been Vic- Con- Con- Vikings Country on the fan.